Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Eric, joined here by my amazing friend, Andrew, and we're ready to talk about some of the amazing video game announcements that have been happening in the past week or so. For those of you who don't know, there was no E3 this year, but in its place, there was some amazing conferences that is now termed as the Summer Games Fest. So there was the actual Summer Games Fest conference proper, and then there was a few other big uh, announcements from some huge other companies. So we're really excited to go through some of those today, as well as some of the other new announcements that just came out recently between now and then. Um, Andrew, are you excited to talk about it today? <laughs> Absolutely. There's There's been a lot that has transpired in the past few weeks. So <clears throat> apologies to you know anyone that's listening. Uh, it's been a little while for us um, that we've posted a, a podcast, but we're really looking forward to talking about some of these announcements. And um, yeah, let's 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 jump right into it. So, uh, Eric, um, should we jump? Should we start with the Summer Games Fest? Let's do it. Yeah. So, this was a couple of weeks ago at this point on uh, June. Or, no, it wasn't June sixteenth. Sorry, it was. I think before that. Uh, I think it was like June like eighth or something like that. But regardless, Summer Games Fest had like a big kickoff event and. It was pretty good uh, in terms of like the game announcements. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jeff Keighley hosts like the, the Summer Games Fest and he's been trying to do this new thing, but he he hosts it on stage. People are dubbing it as Key 3, his last name being <laughs> Keighley and E3 That's and stuff. One. But they showed off a bunch of a bunch of games, including some some new games like High Water, which is like this new indie game, to some big AAA games like The Last of Us getting a remake. So, Andrew, what was your favorite game of the show? Actually, you know what? Before we get to that, what did you think of the show? Did you think it was a good show? I know I kind of let off with some of my feelings on it. Did you think it was a good show? Do you think it was a bad show? What are your thoughts on the show? Then we'll get to our yeah. favorite games. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I should start off by saying I didn't come in with high expectations, so I feel like that's gonna that's gonna definitely affect um, my my overall opinion of how how the the show went. Um, so so for me, it was good. Yeah, I would give it like a like if I were to give it a letter grade, I would give it like a B, solid B, maybe a B plus. Um, there were definitely some great games that were mentioned. I mean, you did touch upon Last of Us Remake. I feel like we've been getting a lot of remakes lately. I'm not going to complain. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, take take advantage of you know the uh, the new tech that we have in these uh, in uh, PlayStation Five, the Xbox Series X. Um, so I'm all for it. I mean, a lot of people were. I'm kind of going to go a little bit. On a, on a tangent here, but a lot of people were kind of upset that, uh, you know, Last of Us was going to get a remake, and uh, they were thinking that there are a lot of other series out there that are more well-deserving of it, or, you know, um, because Last of Us was released um, not, too, not too long ago, that the visuals still look pretty good and wasn't really in need of, of a remake. But, I mean, you can make arguments for, for why it does, and... I mean, it's critically acclaimed. Uh, you know, there are a lot of fans uh, of the series. Um, you know, I, for one, am not going to complain 
uh, you know, I'll, I'll take a remake of any game. So just, you know, keep them coming because I'm a fan of that. So, uh, you know, I, for one, am looking forward to Last of Us. Um, you know, there was also uh, Gotham Knights as well. So that, that looks awesome. Looking forward to that. There was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Um, you know, that one's kind of been shown to us a few times already. But, you know, it's, it's like for me, even though some of these announcements were already shown off uh, in previous ways, it was still kind of nice to see it again, um, just to kind of like reinvigorate the hype for these things. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm not mad at that. Some, some people were upset, like, oh, I've already seen this. We've already seen it. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to, I was looking at it in a different way. So, um, a lot of, lot of good games that I'm looking forward to that I'm sure you are too, Eric. Um, I'm curious to know if there was any sort of standout for you, maybe one or two, three, if, uh, if it's hard to, to decide, but um, what, what were your impressions and what, what are you really kind of looking forward to here that was announced? Yeah, I thought, I thought the showcase as a whole was like, okay. Um, I, I went into the same thing as you, like I didn't have like huge expectations, but I felt like the show uh, was lacking like a big like wow factor. And it's 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 unfortunate because The Last of Us, for those who don't know, like The Last of Us remake was supposed to be like that big wow factor. And it got leaked like the morning of. Uh, and it's just so sad because it's like, yeah, like that was the game that they were ending the show off with. So it was going to be like the, and one more thing kind of thing at the end that you should see at these game showcases. And for that to kind of get spoiled, it definitely like lessened the punch. And it's not to the fault of the the actual people who run the, the presentation and whatnot. I think it was actually Sony on their own accord accidentally leaked it on like the PlayStation Store, which is a whole other thing in itself, which is just so sad. But yeah, I like the presentation like... You show me like 20 video games in a presentation, I'm going to be happy, regardless if they're brand new video games or games that we've seen before, like, I'm automatically going to have like a base level of like, this is good, especially when it's some of my favorite games of all time getting remade, like The Last of Us, so I certainly can't complain about that. There was uh, definitely some weird moments during the show, like, I think The Rock at one point was just like, doing like a, yeah. a, pro a, a series of promos with like himself in his gym with his shirt off and i was like why is this happening like i i like the rock but i was like why is this here <laughs> yeah, the, the iron paradise i think that's what he what he calls his traveling gym that's exactly and i was like why why are we learning so much about this gym <laughs> like it was just it was just very odd and out of place uh i guess is what i'm trying to get at so that was a bit weird but some of the other things that we got to see was were great. Like we got to see this new game called Witchfire, which apparently has been in development for like six or seven years, which is like this fantasy shooting game, which looks pretty cool. Uh, like we got like a really funny trailer for like Goat Simulator, which is supposed to be like kind of a parody on like the Dead Island game, which which was really funny. Uh, like that very famous trailer with like the jogger on the beach not noticing that there's zombies around this time there was a goat wrecking havoc on the boardwalk but yeah and then we got some other stuff like there was like this another game called american arcadia which uh art style looks pretty interesting and then this other game called fort solace 
Uh, so some like smaller games were were mentioned. Fort Solus is like this like sci-fi horror game, which we te- we see actually we're getting quite a lot of nowadays, which I'm not complaining about. Uh, but yeah, so like some some new stuff was announced. I know, like you said, Andrew, a lot of people like the harp on that. There's a lot of retread of some some other stuff, but I think even what we saw of like say the Callisto Protocol and Street Fighter, like it was it was good stuff still, even though we had technically seen that. The previous week i like the playstation state of play but like I, I won't go as high as this playstation state of play like for me that that short little 30 minutes was like probably an a a minus agreed, agreed. uh so th- yeah. so this would probably be like a step below that it would be like a b b minus like around there so like still good but just needing a little bit more uh but yeah out of out of all the games here i really liked seeing the last of us remake because i i specifically remember that game being a certain way and whenever we remember some of our favorite games we always remember them with like rose tinted glasses like we always remember them being and looking better than they actually were in reality right until you see uh, the comparisons <laughs> and then you see the comparisons that they had on screen and, and they do like the screen wipe right which i thought was a really cool effect where they showed the original game and it wasn't actually even the original game it was the remastered game because the game came out on ps3 and then i think like a year or two later it came out with a remaster on ps4 so it's the up version and like with some graphical enhancements for ps4 so they're comparing this ps5 version to the ps4 version they're not even comparing it to the original ps3 version which i implore you if, if you don't think that this game looks drastically better than the ps4 version which it, it really does Go back and look at the PS3 version and compare it now to the PS5 version. Like, it looks insanely good. And I I like the wipes that they did there. Like, the character models look really good. And it's funny, too, because we didn't really get to see a lot of gameplay. Like, what we saw in the trailer were a lot of the cinematics, which already looked pretty good because they were CGI. Uh, and like, they were out of engine, from my understanding. Whereas, like, everything that they showed for the PS5 remake was in-engine, and not CGI, and it looked better. So I'm like, that alone is like already a huge upgrade because that's how the game is gonna look in run in real time. I, I'm assuming. So I'm already super excited about that because The Last of Us is one of my favorite games of all time. So I, I can't complain about one of my favorite games of all time having a remake. So yeah, I'm not sure about you, Andrew, but yeah, yeah. I, I was just like in awe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm, I'm curious though. Like, did you hear those uh, those comments? Like, um, you know, did you read about them on Twitter, Twitter, or even just you know catch wind of people saying that there are other franchises there that are older that are more um, that could benefit more from a remake? Just curious what your yeah. what your um, what your thoughts are on that. I did, yeah, and, and we've been hearing actually about this remake for a little while, like. I guess the announcement was no surprise necessarily uh, because it's been rumored for about a year now or so that there's been a a team internally working on it. And uh, I think the the story of the rumor goes that they originally were going to do the Uncharted games and they didn't get approval for that. So instead they were like, let's do The Last of Us and then that got approval instead. So I, I could see where people are coming from. Like, yeah, there are technically quote-unquote more deserving games like of a remake like you look at you know the resident evil games them them getting remakes in the final fantasy 7 remake and like how long of a period between those 
releases and it really does feel like a huge massive overhaul to everything even in terms of like how you play the game is just completely different um and i don't think necessarily we're getting that in this but what i will say is that there there was such a huge jump between the last of us one and two not not only obviously in the visuals but also in the gameplay itself and how smooth everything controlled and how dynamic everything was in terms of uh, the movement of when you play as Ellie and when you when you jump back and go into cover and slide underneath uh, like cars and uh, the way you take cover around buildings and the way you craft stuff and just all the animations and everything is just so much more improved from one to two and every foreseeable way in terms of like the game mechanics and from my understanding they're taking all of that and applying it to this remake so like if you're going to tell me that you're taking the best parts of the sequel of of one of my favorite games of all time and reapplying that back to one of my favorite games of all time for me i'm like i can only get more excited and in terms of if it's like deserving of a seat like of a remake or not i just think whenever you have a game that is high, as highly acclaimed as The Last of Us, the more and more people that get to play it, the better. Because a lot of people didn't play it on the original, or I wouldn't say a lot of people. There's a lot of people who play games now who didn't play it on the original PS3. And there's a lot of people who play games now who weren't able to play it on the original PS4. Like, it's it's been some time. It's been about 10 years. So a lot of people weren't able to purchase it for the M rating that the game has, right? And so now that those people are are able to and now with like in in combination with this hbo show coming out fairly soon it sounds like within the next year it sounds uh (laughs) for this to come out this fall it'll be a good little thing that these new fans of the series can now go back to because you look at say the witcher the witcher netflix series has gained a lot of popularity especially with like the most recent season and the the numbers showcase that on the steam player tracking analytics that it reached like all-time peaks that it never reached before even when the game launched uh when when the show came out that is so the the interest in the actual property of the witcher skyrocketed with the show and but the the missed opportunity there i think is that the witcher 3 at this point correct me if i'm wrong andrew i'm trying to remember the exact date on this the witcher 3 was released I, I want to say like seven years ago. Oh, seven years. It is seven years ago. So it's not like a brand new thing for people to jump back into. Uh, whereas, whereas this will be right. There's going to be new fans of the HBO series that are going to come in like, oh man, this is great. They're going to love it. Hopefully they'll love it. I, I assume they'll love it. And they'll be like, I want to go back and play like whatever this is based off of because this is based off a video game. And so instead of them having to, you know, find a dusty copy of the PS3 version or the the remaster of the PS4 and then them playing and being like, oh yeah, this doesn't look nearly as good as video games now do today. And, and instead now they have like a pristine remake from the ground up uh, with modern graphics and controls and everything. It's like, yeah, this just kind of makes sense for them to do it like that. But I'll stop my Last of Us rants. Was there, was there, uh, was there anything else you wanted to touch on from Summer Games Fest, Andrew? uh i mean I, I feel like i could harp on the uh uh the the Calisco protocol um yes all the time i mean i just love seeing that game <laughs> like the trailer's pretty sick um 
so yeah i mean just just to kind of like go back and uh you know give my thoughts on on the overall presentation it did have a lot of trailers that were that we that we had seen already and and um there, there was a lot of kind of there was a lot of content that was replayed that we've that we've already seen so i think that didn't um that didn't help the the overall rating so you know next year hopefully they can kind of have some things a little bit more under wraps or um some content some news gameplay trailers that are <clears throat> that are exclusive to just that event um and you know that that it's not shown anywhere else because i think that would really kind of um drive the ratings up and and give it a better overall score but yeah summer games fest uh you know still glad we had it and um you know you 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 have a, a show with a ton of games to show off i mean i'm not gonna be upset so i'm in the same camp as you eric when it comes to that <laughs> yeah and like going back to your Callisto protocol comment it looks so good like we saw gameplay of it because because we saw the trailer of it at the playstation state of play which was good don't get me wrong but like I'm, I'm looking at gameplay of it right now too and like even just like the dismemberment and everything and some of the melee combat and like the dodges like it looks fantastic and it's it's gonna be one heck of a like a very gory game as as we know like but man like the brutality in this game it, it always like it knows how to like push the envelope i i feel like with these developers so i'm really excited for their first game and for me like we'll maybe get into this conversation a little bit later but it is definitely one of my top games of like the entire showcase for like all of summer games fest as, as a whole like it is just one of the most impressive games that, that we saw by far so but yeah um Let's move on now to the other big conference that happened as well. This was actually on the Sunday. Uh, slight correction, the E3, like, sorry, the Summer Games Fest presentation was on June 9th. Uh, I think I said the 8th. Uh, but this presentation, the Xbox Bethesda conference, was on the Sunday, which was Sunday, June 12th. And they led off with some really interesting games that we've been hearing a lot about. So they started out the con the conference with some Redfall, which is the new multiplayer uh, vampire hunting game made by Arcane, which could be really fun. They also showed off a really big section of Starfield, which looks humongous uh, and terrifying, <laughs> but it's like the Han Solo simulator is what they keep dubbing it as. And then they also showed off some other games that we've really been wanting to see more of like Hollow Knight Silk Song, though they didn't give a release date for that yet. So they had some really good stuff and everything that they showed off in the conference, they said was going to be released within the next 12 months. So some really good stuff announced. Andrew, what did you think about the conference and what were your top games that they showed? Yeah, I was glad to see Silk Song. I know we, we touched on it, mentioned it a couple times uh, in the previous podcasts. So that was nice to see. I was bittersweet for sure, because like you said, we didn't get that release date. So at least we know it exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like we, we see it every once in a while and it's it's great. It's like, okay, yeah, they haven't, they haven't dropped it. It's still going to happen. It's still 
you know, one day <laughs> it's coming. I think we're just holding on to that hope. Um, but I, I like what I saw. It was it was so great. The one thing, Andrew, I was going to mention before, like just to keep on Silk Song for a second here. I saw on Twitter that they someone asked because they said everything in the conference was going to be released in the next 12 months. And they said, so does that mean Silk Song is going to be released in the next 12 months then? And Xbox responded, like Xbox Twitter proper responded, and they said yes. So <laughs> although we didn't get a release date, at least we now have an idea that it will be releasing hopefully next year before June. So at least we have that <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was cool. Um, there's also this other title. Uh, I'm not sure if you've played it, uh, the, the first game. Uh, Eric, you'll let me know, but A Plague Tale. Requiem. Mm. Um, so the, the sequel is coming out. Uh, and I was happy to see <clears throat> more information about this. Um, I haven't played the first one, but I did pick it up and it's on it's on the backlog. It looks it looks really fun. I, I, I like story based games. So um, you know the mechanics seem interesting, it's puzzle based. Um, you really gotta have to think outside the box. There's that sort of horror, um, you know, theme to it with you know the plague going on. Um, there's some kind of grotesque, um, you know, scenes and environments which I really dig. Um, you know, just a, just just a fan of like the dark and mysterious, and uh, I think this game really um, falls into that that genre. So. Uh, that was that was great to see. Um, Eric, have you played the first one? Are you interested in the in the second one? What were your thoughts on a Plague Tale? Just quickly. Plague Tale Requiem looks so good. I'm really excited for it. It's like definitely my type of game, like this third person action stealth, like story driven experience, like uh, just speaks to me on another level. Those types of games, but uh, uh, funny enough, I haven't actually played it myself yet. I do own it, uh, but I, I've actually watched my, my partner, her play through it, and she really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so I it is on the backlog this summer to get to it because now they announced the release date for the sequel for Requiem, and it's coming out October 18th of this year. So I have a little bit of time to, to catch up and play the first one because this second one looks really, really good. It looks fantastic, and it's even though it's showing off at the Xbox Bethesda conference, it is coming out on pretty much every platform, PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Uh, I don't think it's coming out on the Switch, though. But it's coming out on everything else, which is exciting because everybody gets to play this. Uh, it looks good, though. It looks really, really, really good. Uh, and, and I know my partner was really excited when they announced it and they showed it off. And so I think fans of the series are just, you know, in awe about this because... It's everything from the first game, um, plus a lot more, and a lot more has been upgraded. So I've been really trying to stay away from like the actual story of the game because although I did watch, uh, like my girlfriend play it, and I I actually didn't like have too much of exposure to a lot of the story because you know it was one of those things where she was playing it and I was like half watching kind of thing. So I kind of sheltered myself from a lot of the spoilers, so I can still go through it and play it myself, but. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad that you pointed this one out because uh, I feel like not enough people are talking about it. A lot of people are, you know, understandably talking about Starfield and, and Redfall and like some of the other big games. But 
yeah, yeah, this this game looks good. Was there anything else that you you really liked from the conference, Andrew? Yeah, those those two, um, you know, really kind of stood out at me. Um, I, I'm the same as you. I fall in the same camp. Uh, you know, that third person view. Um, you know, story based puzzles. Uh, you know, the 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 dark and mysterious. I'm, I'm all for it. So. Yeah, I just thought it would kind of highlight that one because, as you mentioned, it, it's kind of been flying under the radar. Um, I think it's going to be one of those underrated games for sure. Um, I'm just looking through the list right now, and there's some really good ones here. I see that, uh, you know, um, there's a... I'm I'm curious, Andrew. What did you think about Starfield? It, it's uh, to be honest, I haven't seen, I haven't really watched a whole lot of it. I, I've heard, mm. um, you know, a, a lot of great things. Like, there's a lot of hype around it. I know that for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, it, it's interesting. It, it seems kind of like, you know, it, it's one of those sort of like big box Xbox games um, that. You know, a lot of I believe it's going to be exclusive to Xbox, correct? Yep. Uh, yeah. That and PC. And PC, yeah. But console so, exclusive. Console exclusive, yeah. So I think that's um, that's one of the, yeah, like similar to Halo. You know, one of those big sellers uh, that a lot of people are looking forward to. Um, I don't own an Xbox, so you know, I haven't I haven't looked into it a whole lot. But I've also heard folks saying that they're a little worried about it. Um, I feel like you probably have more information on that. So um, is, is that true? Like, have you heard the same thing? And you know, what are your thoughts on, on that game for the Xbox? Fans? Yeah, I, I made I made a short video of it, like a TikTok of it. And it seemed like the consensus from a lot of people was that, you know, kind of similar to what I had. I'm excited for the game because I like the developer. I like Bethesda. And I like what they've done with some of their bigger titles like Fallout and Skyrim. And, and it basically seems like they're taking a lot of that stuff and applying it to like a sci-fi space adventure, which is cool. But what I'm worried about with this game is that it's it almost sounds. I don't want to say too overly ambitious, but it almost sounds like maybe too big for its own good, because in in the in the presentation i think todd howard had mentioned that todd howard had mentioned that there was a thousand planets that you could travel to in this game and i think that's exciting for some people because they're like whoa that's like a lot of stuff to do but for me personally that kind of scares me <laughs> i don't know about you but all right, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, just had a little hiccup tech-wise, but but what I was saying about Starfield yeah. was that uh, the the planets, like it kind of worries me because it's a thousand explorable planets. But the problem with that is that are all of them gonna be like good? Like they can't, right? By by that number, by a thousand planets, like not all of them are gonna be good. But then you you break it down, and they're like, oh, like we have explorable cities on on these planets, and it, and it sounds like they're really focusing on like. A handful of planets like maybe six or seven or so uh really really good planets and i'm like okay that's that's great but why even have then a thousand other planets if like you're not gonna have um like really much to do on them i i suppose like it kind of sounds like the the whole no man's sky thing where it's like 
there's just like an infinite number of planets and all of them are explorable. But uh, when that game launched, it, it very much felt like there was a lot of emptiness there or like a lack of things to do on each planet, right? So it was like, you can have all these planets, but like, what's the point in a way? And I know No Man's Sky has since, you know, earned a lot of its reputation back and had a lot of goodwill gone back to it because of all the things that they've added back to that game and basically everything that they promised at the start is, is now in the game now, which is which is fantastic and you can do all these things. But So I'm just worried that Starfield might have like a similar thing where it might feel a little empty at first when the game first launches uh so and that seems like to be the consensus from a lot of people as well because bethesda is known for offering very grand and big things but sometimes the game's launches don't usually go as smoothly as i think that they would hope for in terms of like the the bugs that the games usually have uh i i first experienced that when when playing the fallout games specifically like fallout 4 had a lot of bugs at launch. I still love that game, but it, it was definitely with its technical issues at first. So I'm hoping with the scale of this game and with the delay that it that it has, like it was originally supposed to come out for this year, November. So it's it's going to be the first half of next year. So I hope with like that extra delay that it can get some polish. But yeah, it, it definitely seems to be the consensus, like you were saying, Andrew, like amongst not only myself, but everybody in my comments were also... <laughs> saying the same thing there's a lot of people who are like a thousand planets i don't know about this <laughs> or yeah, a lot of people were like daunting. yeah and, and it's been getting a lot of no man's sky comparisons because of that and because the gameplay looks very similar like you're mining for resources you're you know designing bases you're exploring fauna and and wildlife that exists on other planets that are alien to you so uh, it does have a lot of those similarities uh, I my biggest hope is that that they have the planets, you know, somewhat fleshed out and that they really improve upon the shooting that they showcase in the trailer because it didn't quite look finished. Uh, it looked like it still could use a lot more polish and it looks better than a lot of the other combat and shooting mechanics that I've seen in some other like Bethesda games, specifically Fallout. Uh, but then you look at other games like that they've done, uh, like, you know, like like Deathloop or like some other stuff, uh, like Wolfenstein even. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember. I'm like, Wolfenstein had some great shooting mechanics. And I hope that they can kind of apply what they've learned from that into this game. So I think they have all the tools that they need to make that game great. Uh, my, I guess to keep it short now, I just hope that it all comes together. So, but yeah. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with the showcase here, Andrew? Uh, those are those are about like the uh, the highlights for me. How about you? For me, yeah, I, I liked seeing Starfield because that was like the first gameplay we got to see of it. Mm -hmm. I won't talk about it much more longer. Um, Redfall looked interesting as well. It it was like this, for those who don't know, Redfall is like this multiplayer co-op vampire shooter that's very reminiscent of other games like Back for Blood and Left for Dead. Uh, the, the developers are trying to be like, hey, like this isn't that. This is very different. This is from the developers of Dishonored and Prey. So they, they've been known to have really great curated single player stories. And, and they said you can play this in single player and you can go through it all on your own. And there's a bunch of customizable characters that you can um, pull from and they all have different abilities and whatnot. So I'm really interested to see how this comes together. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried with some aspects with like some of the dialogue that was in the game. It seemed pretty corny, but... 
other than that, I, I hope that it, it comes together because like a vampire hunting game with your friends sounds awesome in concept. So I hope that we can keep getting more good stuff for this game, more goodwill. It's also coming out next year. They also delayed it. So hopefully more polish is only a good thing with stuff like this. Um, some of the other huge announcements, just to quickly run off a few, like Persona is coming to Xbox, which is huge. I know a lot of Xbox amazing. players are really wanting this. So that's that's big. Happy for everybody to finally get to play some of these amazing games. Um, Kojima is making an Xbox game. This was probably the weirdest announcement of everything. It's been rumored that he's been making a game for Xbox, but I think the conference itself did a really good job at showing games that are coming out of the next year, right? And specifically showing gameplay for these games. So the Kojima announcement just consisted of him coming on and talking about a game that he's excited to make with no details of the game and nothing shown off of the game. And as much as I love Kojima, I, I, I very much feel like this probably wasn't needed yet unless you were actually going to show something off on the game. So I, as much as I am excited for whatever Kojima does, it was just kind of a weird announcement to have. Um, but I'm not going to lie. The other, the other thing that I really liked seeing were the two Blizzard games announced and it was Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. I, I won't go on too much of Overwatch 2 um, because a lot of people already know about that, but Diablo 4 is getting a necromancer uh, added into the game and I love the Diablo franchise. It's, Diablo 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. It's one of my f most played PC games. It is It is the game that got me into playing a lot of other PC games as well. And 3 was released, and I played a lot of that, uh, especially after release with all the updates and everything. Uh, that game went through quite the cycle uh, from launch to post-launch content. <laughs> uh, if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But th this game looks looks to have a lot of the lessons learned from the past and applying it now. And I'm just hoping that this this game has a far better launch than 3 had. And I, and I hope it's it's a little bit closer to the quality that we ended up getting with 3 than what we started with 3. So I'm, I'm excited for that. And the last thing I just really want to quickly mention that I think a lot of people are talking about or not enough people are talking about is Cocoon. Cocoon is like this small indie game made by one of the head gameplay designers who helped create Limbo and Inside. And it's like this top-down 3d kind of puzzle game where basically you you play with worlds within worlds and these worlds are represented in this little orb you can carry on your back and you can basically go into these worlds and hop between worlds to solve puzzles and there's different mechanics and different ways uh that physics and puzzles operate within each each world so it's it's really cool and fascinating for a concept and the art style looks pretty cool as well so i'm always for a game that has good ideas mixed in with like a good presentation as well so i'm excited about this game i think more people should be talking about it. it's being published by annapurna who always has really great stuff put out so yeah excited about that i think the xbox conference was pretty good as a whole like just to leave it off on on the note here like i think it was good but nothing Again, super spectacular. I needed like the thing that would have brought it for me, I would give it like a B plus. The thing that would have brought it to like an A would have been if I think if Starfield had looked maybe a bit better, it, it might have brought it up there. But if it had like one more huge unexpected announcement, 
um, that we knew wasn't going to get announced here that looked amazing, I think it would have brought it up to that A status. But would you probably give it a similar grade, Andrew? Or yeah, yeah, agreed. I was actually I was actually going to ask you um, if you got give it a letter grade, what would you give it? So yeah, I think around yeah. the same B plus B B plus. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. It was I I would say it was borderline great, but just not amazing, right? But I think I think it was I, I think it was exactly what Xbox fans needed. Though I know a few of them wanting wanted more, but it was it was what they baseline needed. So yeah, and like pretty much everything they showed at the conference was coming to Xbox Game Pass. So if you have that, I I, I think it definitely doesn't hurt. But uh, speaking of stuff that, I mean I guess some stuff that does hurt or doesn't hurt i don't know where i'm going with this but the next story we're going to talk about is final fantasy 7 remake part 2 was announced very recently as final fantasy 7 rebirth this comes from the very recent square enix presentation that celebrated the 25th anniversary for the original final fantasy 7 and we got confirmation that the sequel for final fantasy remake part 2 as Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming out, not this winter, but the following winter, which is honestly way sooner than I thought it would be. And we got a good look at Sephiroth and Cloud walking together. Zack Fair and Cloud walking together. <laughs> this game looks amazing, though. Uh, and the other thing we got to see uh, they announced, which no one thought was going to get announced, it was, though, leaked actually a couple of hours beforehand. But before that no one knew it was coming was they're doing a remake of crisis core the game that was originally only playable on the playstation portable the psp and it's getting remade as crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion and you can tell it's it's definitely a huge step up from the portable version of the game and that is set to come out sometime this winter so we're getting the crisis core remake this winter and we're getting Final Fantasy VII Rebirth next winter. Andrew, how excited are you about these announcements? Yeah, this is great. I, I love I love it when game companies bring back um, older games, right? Um, for so many reasons. I mean, for all of the older fans, but then for all of the new fans, right? If you, people that didn't grow up with these systems, with these games, uh, they're going to get to experience it, right? So it's just a win-win for everyone. Final Fantasy is such a beloved uh, franchise. Um, just super excited. I, I mean, you know, honestly, I I didn't play some of these games, so for me, it's really cool to to be able to have that chance to dive in and and check it out and you know see what all the hype was about. Um, the uh, you know the the rebirth is, I mean, it's we we were we found out that there's going to be a trilogy, right? For, um, yeah, yeah. For, for Final Fantasy VII, so I mean, that's amazing, right? Like the 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 remake was just such a hit, and now that we know we're going to be getting two more, um, I, I just think uh, like all the fans are are super excited for it. Like I, I was surprised by that; I didn't see it coming. Um, I just give us more Final Fantasy on on the PlayStation. I'm stoked. How about you? How did you feel about uh, about the trilogy? But then also, um, you know, some of these titles that perhaps you didn't play or have access to. Yeah, I I'm really excited 
especially because I'm actually playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. I'm playing through it on the PS5 version. And Andrew, that game is so amazing. Like, it's such a good game. I, I'm not all the way through it. I think I'm about halfway through at the moment, maybe two-thirds of the way through. But visually, that game is just so stunning. What they did with the character models to, like, bring them to life with modern-looking graphics uh, from, from where they were um, on, on the original games, like, it is just astounding. Like, it is... It is something of like an artistic achievement, I, I would dare say. Like it is, it is that good, and the the gameplay is super fun. Uh, the story is is pretty great, and from my understanding, the story uh, towards the latter half of the game changes some things considerably from the uh, original game, and people are saying it's it's more it's less of a remake now. It's more of like a reimagining. and I think that might actually kind of tie in line with uh, the name Rebirth because of all these changes that we've been getting in the story of the remake. So uh, I'm really interested to see what, what some of these changes are as I approach like the latter half of the game. I, I think I've already started to notice quite a few of them already. Uh, but I know by the end of the game, there's there's quite a few more. And yeah, th this this game looks so good. And I, I'm, I'm really actually excited about the route that they're going with that. Because, you know, if, if you want the original story, you, you have the original game to go back to and... You know, there's there's even some other things that they've they've done, like they've done like an animated movie and stuff like that, kind of retelling a lot of the story there. I actually remember watching the animated movie as a kid, but to to now get also like the prequel of this, which is Crisis Core, uh, available on PS5 and 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 I think it's coming to every other system as well, Crisis Core specifically. Uh, like it's coming to the Switch too, which is incredible because like you look at this game and you're like, wow, like this is like this is a really good looking game. And you're like, wow, it's also coming to the switch. Like I'm impressed that the switch is going to be able to run this, to be honest, because like now playing the final fantasy seven remake, uh, on the PS five, it got like a PS five upgrade and it's 60 frames per second, which is a huge game changer. Like not only in terms of the visuals, but the actual functionality of the game itself. Like, it is phenomenal. So really interested to see how Crisis Core turns out being able to be on all systems. I think that's really cool, though, that people can access it from anywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I don't know about you, Andrew, but I think I'll be picking up both of these. Uh, and like because Crisis Core wasn't really a playable thing for a lot of people who didn't own a PSP. I think that's going to be huge as well. And it sounds like it's going to tie in very, very heavily with Rebirth coming up and the whole trilogy moving forward. So super yeah. stoked super super stoked yeah absolutely i think um it's, it's gonna have a great home on the switch um being that it was on the psp so uh, looking, yeah. forward, looking forward to that um and also just you know the visuals the frame rate I'm hoping fingers crossed that everything's okay on that end um and i'm hoping that you know the entire game's on the cartridge yeah oh my god do you do you imagine do you remember back in the day where it was dvds right as as the discs and you would have to switch out this was like very prominent for final fantasy games but you have to switch out the the disc after you got to a certain part in the game like it would it would be an exchange like it was like i don't remember how many discs like some of the final fantasy games had but i remember playing one of them where it was i think it had like three discs at least and i was like wow like just because they couldn't fit all the data on there could you imagine if they had to do that like 
for like nowadays like i don't think that would be a thing anymore because no they have, they have a lot of the data on the disc but they also have a lot of the data you can download now so just just, just something nostalgic i just thought of now that you mentioned that <laughs> oh, that's so funny that's that's super nostalgic i think people um only not not everyone would understand that because that definitely doesn't exist right now anymore <laughs> do you remember yeah, those, Andrew, those even with like tidbits that we used to live with yeah do you remember even like this was not too long ago but even like some dvds like the lord of the rings i remember watching with my sister and she had the whole dvd collection and we would have to switch out it was like two discs for every movie i think mm -hmm. and like yeah like we'd have to switch out they they had built-in intermissions into the dvds and everything and then you would pop out the dvd and put in the next one and i was like this is amazing because those movies are so long they're almost like three, three hours three almost four hours uh, i think return of the king is so depending on what edition you're watching but yeah like it's, it's hilarious but um speaking of what's like the new thing coming out we got some new stuff about we got some new news about resident evil and specifically resident evil village the resident evil village dlc was finally announced at a capcom event and we got the name for it it's going to be called shadows of rose and it's coming out october 28th Don't. and <laughs> every resident evil fan has let out a collective cheer because this is what we've been wanting for Village, it's been a full over a full year now since Village was released, so it's exciting that we're getting this, and we're getting it in October. And so, just a little bit of background for what the DLC expansion is: it's going to be following Rose, the daughter of the main game protagonist Ethan Winters. And this might be some spoilers moving forward if you haven't finished Resident Evil Village, so just a heads up. But now we'll be playing as the teenage version of Rose. And the teenage version of Rose, it seems like we'll be uh, kind of pulled into the Mega seats, into the kind of hive collective mind that that was towards the end of the game that we learned about. So... Uh, this this won't be taking place, I guess, necessarily outside of that hive mind. Um, maybe perhaps some parts will, some parts won't. But Andrew, are you excited about this? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Super excited. Um, you know, a few things here. Like, I did not expect DLC to follow Rose's story. I, I thought it was going to be like a Chris Redfield Um expansion mm. yeah <laughs> but yeah. honestly like I'll, I'll take anything resident evil related i know there are some people that were like kind of disappointed um that it wasn't like more of chris redfield um but this this is awesome and i'm gonna say as well that i i didn't think that we were gonna get like rose's story because i thought that was gonna be saved more for the next resident evil yeah have the same I, thing. I'm sure. I'm sure she she'll be in it. I think it'll it'll just. I think this DLC will just kind of give us a taste of what's to come. Um, right. I, I don't think it'll be her whole story, and then that ends for Rose. Like it'll just be her journey, or I guess her her time in the franchise. I don't think that'll be it. I think it's just part of what's to come. So. Um, or at least I hope, because I'm really looking forward to learning more about this character. Like we, we, you know, we learned her through village as a baby, but you know, 
she hasn't really fully developed as a character. So mm-hmm. that is definitely something that I'm curious to learn. And, you know, it seems like she's got some pretty cool powers. And, yeah. you know, this is very different from a lot of the Resident Evil characters. Most of them are regular human beings with, you know, <laughs> with with guns and ammo and um, connections and resources. Um, and also highly skilled in combat, but nothing superhuman or supernatural uh, besides Chris Redfield, you know, and how he looked in Resident Evil 5. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you mean punching boulders isn't a superpower? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely on the sauce, but um, it looked like he's calmed down. You know, maybe his doctor <laughs> was like, yeah, maybe we should kind of scale back and take you off this stuff because he did seem a little bit more slim in village so yeah you know he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely you know uh, who knows maybe he was doing a bodybuilding competition or something uh but yeah like it's 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 gonna be interesting to see uh, how her powers play out in terms of gameplay and story um in this new dlc so just so much to look forward to how about you Oh, I'm so excited about this. I, I didn't. I also, I'm like you, I didn't think we'd be getting the continuation of Rose's story in the DLC. I thought it'd be related something to like Lady Dimitrescu or something. And I think there will still be a tie-in here because in the trailer we see her walking through the the castle, Castle Dimitrescu, right? So like there's still going to be some tie-in there, I'm sure. But it's just such a weird thing to go for, like a weird route of a story to go down. And, and I love it, like... I love when Resident Evil gets weird like this and it looks like they even have the Duke being like possibly a villain that you might fight against. So this is just super exciting. Uh, You know, I I, I heard the same things as you, Andrew, like I made a TikTok about this and everybody was really excited, but uh, there there was like a vocal minority who were saying, oh, I wish we got to play as Chris. I, I wish we got to play as more Chris Redfield and that this DLC was based around him. And uh, though, I mean, who wouldn't want to play as more Chris Redfield? I can totally sympathize with that. Uh, What I did say to a lot of those people in the comments was that, yeah, but we did get to play as Chris in the game. And we have gotten to play as Chris in the DLC for seven. And, you know, like Chris has been pretty prominent in some of the more recent Resident Evil games. Like he was in five, he was in six, like he was in seven in the DLC and he was in eight. So like we've been getting quite a lot of Chris in terms of like the mainline Resident Evil games. It's kind of nice and refreshing to play as someone new who we haven't played as before. And, and to like to have that also be a continuation of like where the end credit scene in the game ended off from. Uh, so yeah, I, the one thing I'll ask you, Andrew, is because she's a teenager, right? So there had to have been some kind of time jump here. How, how far in the future do you think that this takes place? And because from what we understand about spoilers again for Resident Evil Village, but from what we understand about the Megamycete is that it has some like accelerated aging properties. So is she really a teenager in terms of like the amount of years that she's been alive? Or, like, does this take place only, like, a year or two after Village? Like, does this really take place 15 years after Village? Like, I'm curious, like, what you think is happening here. And and if it does take place 15 years after, do you think we'll see any of, like, the mainline characters at all? But, like, a- aged up? Now, that's that's an interesting thought. I was going to say, you know, if it, <clears throat> if it in fact is 15 years later, 
I think a lot of our favorites would be quite old at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, might be a less jacked home. Yeah, yeah, definitely less less jacked. Um, although, you know, sure, I'm I'm sure he's in great um, fitness, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's interesting, right? Like maybe it's just you know a new. Uh, you know, just a new roster of, of characters to you get to know. And um, that that could be very exciting. I know it might be a little, um, you know, a lot of the fans perhaps might be a little worried that that might be the case, but I think it's, I think it, I'm definitely like open-minded to, you know, maybe having new characters introduced and, um I mean, maybe in fact it is, you know, like the, the original crew is just older and retired and, you know, they're, they're kind of off doing their own thing. And now it's just a new era and, um, you know, starting off with Rose. So I, I don't know, like that's, it's hard to say, right? Like I, th who knows, right? Like maybe there's some like fountain of youth T virus or something um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just like keeps all our favorites, like, aging or i don't know just like yeah keeps them in in tip-top shape and they're able to continue um you know li living and and you know being able-bodied and everything so yeah i don't know that's, that's a great question we'll, we'll have to wait and see um what, what are your thoughts because that's that's a very interesting question yeah like so for those wondering, like I'm, I'm rewatching the trailer again, and like the trailer does start off with like 16 years like later type thing, um, but I, I wonder if that's just them throwing us off, you know, like because because they do mention quite a few times in in Village that the Megamycete has some like aging properties, some accelerated aging properties, some some deaccelerated aging properties, which is why some of the characters look the way that they do in the game, some of the people who are affected by it. So it, it plays around with age, that's for sure. So I wonder if them saying 16 years later is just like kind of throw us off of that. And for us to like throw us off the sense of if they are going to say like somehow incorporate a Chris in here, if Chris is going to look the same or if he's going to look like old man Chris, uh, like on fewer roids, I guess. But <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I would love to see, I would love to see at least one of like the main line cast at some point they don't even have to be in here for very long like even if it's just like a five minute thing uh like a cutscene of some sort like if, if they're in it i think that'd be cool um if, if they are really going to go 16 years into the future though that poses a whole other set of questions because then it's like okay so then like resident evil village which is the eighth like mainline series like what what happens in nine like are they going to continue going from here on from 16 years later or are they going to pick up where village left directly after village left and continue with that timeline right like are there going to be two different like a future timeline which is 16 years in the future and like um, a main timeline like i i'm just curious how they're going to do all that which which you know kind of feeds into my theory more of it being uh just like aging effects so that it doesn't get as complicated if there's two timelines right so but who knows i i wouldn't put it past resident evil to see that andrew like if you had to pick like the character that you would want to see the most though like out of the mainline cast like out of you know like say wesker jill claire leon chris like like all of those characters like 
which one would you want to see the most appear in this DLC? I, I have my own thoughts, but I'm curious to hear yours. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I like that a lot. Um, hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe Billy, Billy Cohen. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, was, I was kidding. I was kidding. Um, just because I was thinking of like Origins collection recently. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was like, that that would be interesting. Yeah, how they would just do that out of nowhere? That'd be so random. Like, <laughs> you know, this like 15, 16 years later, like post, you know, original cast or characters, um, new, you know, sort of era, and then like an old Billy Cohen comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, this one's like such. This one's so obvious. I, I'm like, how can you not like Leon? Right? Like Leon's just. I don't know. Every any, every time I think of like, so it's him, him and Chris. Like every time I think of uh, Resident Evil, I think of those two. It's it's hard. Jill and Claire. I mean, Jill's another like really big one. Um, it's, it's hard. She would to, hard she would be she'd be my pick for for reference. I was gonna Jill say, would be my I was gonna say it, more realistically probably Jill because women outlive men. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably Jill. I I would love to see Jill just for the simple fact like I'm a huge Jill fan. First of all, uh, but second of all. I feel like we've seen a lot of Chris lately, like going back to that point. So it'd be cool to see her, um, maybe even with Chris, who knows, like that would be cool. Uh, but I feel like we just haven't seen her in a little while, right? Like in, in the mainline games, at least, like we we, we saw her in, in three remake and then we saw her in, in five, but it's kind of like you have to fight her. <laughs> like yeah. You don't really get to play as her unless you play in mercenaries mode. So those are like older and I know she was... too, right? Like maybe not like in terms of like release, like remake sort of like more modern graphics and everything, but in the in the timeline yeah. it, it has been a while, you're right. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, like we got to play as Leon in two and we're gonna get to play as as him in four coming up. So I feel like she'd be a great pick. Like she she's such a great character, like she's she's like the OG character in Resident Evil One, like it's like it would just be great to have her come back, like and, and play as her again. Like that that would just be that would just be awesome, honestly, to, to have that. But the the dark horse pick, I, I'm gonna say is Wesker, because like where's Wesker at? Like what Yeah. Agreed. It, Wesker is such a cool and weird villain. And I and I would love to see him pop up in this very weird DLC that we're getting. I, I just feel like that'd be so fitting in, in like an odd, odd way. So yeah, yeah, I, I think it, it would be cool to see those two characters. Jill would be my my top choice. Yeah, but, I, was, I was also uh, going to say we did see um, Leon in RE6. That's true. Well, yeah, we get to play as him in RE6 in one of the paths too, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like we get to play as him in 2 and 4 and 6, not 8. I, I was making a joke with, with uh, my girlfriend and... I was like, yeah, like every other Resident Evil game, we get to play as him at some point, so maybe he'll pop up in eight. We didn't, but know, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be yeah. in the DLC. <laughs> That's well, the know, way that they'll find to get him. In. Interesting. I always thought like Leon and Ethan look kind of similar. Like, they got oh, yeah, kind of like, similar, similar colored hair. 
no. I don't know. I, Though, I'll take Leon every day. Oh, for sure, 100%. Over, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, over him, that's for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. The, the, other, the other cool thing I wanted to mention about the DLC is that uh, you there's like a mercenaries mode that has already existed in the game, but there's an update to the mercenaries mode. So you get to actually play as some of the characters that we were talking about. Not the mainline characters, but you get to play as Chris in mercenaries mode. You get to play as Heisenberg, which is one of the villains you fight in the game in mercenaries mode with like some of his powers. And the one thing that I know every Resident Evil fan wants, you get to play as Lady Dimitrescu in mercenaries mode which is awesome that that's that's like you know i i I feel like they they changed course like midway through after they saw the reception for that character in particular and they were like we gotta have her in here we gotta have her as a playable character at some point in mercenaries in the dlc so so that's really cool and they're also adding in a third person mode for village which should make the entire experience like considerably different i would say uh so i'll i'll definitely have to play through it again uh in third person i'm not sure about you if that's going to incentivize you to play through it again yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's the sort of classic re experience yeah because i i feel like i like the first person mode but i also really like the third person mode for resident evil in particular so yeah do do you think we'll get to see ethan's face like his full face yeah i think so yeah usually you're able to like turn the camera around so that you can see your player like you can see your character's face right think so yeah how anyway. how funny would it be if he, it's like blurred out though? i was gonna like, say i was go gonna to like... that'd be hilarious that'd be so funny <laughs> it's just like or he's just like wearing like a mask or something and you just can't see his face because like for those who don't know in resident evil village the uh, capcom makes <clears throat> every attempt to make sure you cannot see this man's face it's in first person so you you can't see it unless there's a reflection and every reflection you go up to in the game is blurred out with his face or it's like dim that you can't actually see a reflection so it is so funny and every cutscene that he's in like his face is either shadowed or he's looking away and it it, it is just hilarious P- people found like ways to get the actual character model though from like the pc version and you actually do get to know what his face looks like so maybe capcom just gave up on that now since it's like out in the world from the actual character model and whatnot but it would be so funny imagine you 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 just turn him around and it's leon's face (laughs) it's leon the whole (laughs) time the whole time (laughs) oh no it's like you you really do get to play as leon in in this game (laughs) that would be funny um but yeah so i'm really excited about resident evil like all the new stuff coming out here like oh man like the duke wearing a mask and like summoning monsters like that's gonna be so weird but yeah like uh we're gonna switch over gears to the last story that we want to briefly just cover which is overwatch 2 and there's a ton of new details about overwatch 2 so not only during the Xbox Bethesda conference did we learn of Overwatch release date, which is October 4th, it's actually entering early access for PvP in October, specifically October 4th, but the full game is going to be released, at least the PvP side of things, in October. It's a little weird, but we also got a bunch of other new details. We got a new character called the Junker Queen, which looks like this Mad Max-esque character. We also learned 
that the game is going to be getting rid of loot boxes in a favor of battle passes. So that should be quite the change. They're also going to be releasing the game in terms of seasons. So there will be content updates for seasons, meaning every 18 weeks there will be a new character. And every 9 weeks there will be a new season where they're either, either going to add a new game mode, a new map, and additional skins and stuff of the sorts like that. So, uh, Andrew... I know that you haven't really jumped into Overwatch at all, but with the game now, also uh, important detail that the game is now going to be free to play. Are you going to be jumping into Overwatch too? Does this news incentivize you to actually play it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've heard so much about it from you, and just in general, like there are there's a there's a huge fan base, huge player base for Overwatch. Um, yeah, why not? You know, like the most recent, <laughs> the, the the most recent iteration. Why would I not try that out? So, um, and I mean, the free to play thing, like that, just kind of that that just you know, tears down a lot of barriers for people. So, you know, yeah. obviously, there's going to be they need to make money, so there's going to be, you know, in game um, like transactions for for you know maybe skins and. Know, different kind of uh you know like if you it, maybe if you wanted to like kind of bypass things that you could unlock through gameplay like quickly you know that you could do that but you know i i hope with that they don't they don't really kind of make it unfair for for people that want to earn these things uh to where the only way you can have it is by paying money like you can't earn it through through gameplay or you know through completing challenges so you know or you know if they do that if they do lock it behind a paywall maybe it's not a lot like it's just a little bit um but yeah i mean just you know like being able to play it with friends like you know that, that that's gonna be great I, I i am looking forward to it i will try it out um you know for someone that hasn't played it before you know that that's kind of the the perspective that I can give, um, and yeah, like it's I'm I'm all for it. So I know you being a huge fan, like I'm not even going to ask you if you're going to play it or not because I know you are. But what are you kind <laughs> of looking forward to the most, and what are your what are your hopes for for this um, coming out? Yeah, I I, I like that you know more people are going to be able to play it because i think that it is it is a great game in terms of its like base mechanics that the game has like the game feels really nice to play and i think that the hero designs and a lot of the the mechanics of like how they all work together are just so great to, to play with your friends like so the more the merrier in my opinion which is fantastic um i am a little cautiously optimistic about a lot of these new models that they're throwing in because it sounds like everything is going to be based around a battle pass and i'll and i'll keep this brief because i know we're running a little long on this podcast at the moment but i i, I kind of like i'm going off of what you're saying too andrew like it's just a lot of uh ways that they can now you know kind of microtransaction you with it being free to play so i hope that everything is you know, you can earn it with like the currency just by playing the game at some point. And if you want to speed up that process, then you can choose to pay if you want. So I, I hope that they kind of balance it out correctly like that. That is my 
absolute main hope for this game because Overwatch 1, as much as people complain about the loot boxes, I never felt like that they were predatory in any way. Like I felt like if you if you just kept playing the game, eventually you'll you'll be able to get your skins. Uh, and if not, eventually you'll get enough duplicates that you can actually purchase the skins with your with your currency that you have in the game. So eventually you'll you'll end up getting the skins. It's just how much time do you want to sink into the game to get it, right? So I, I know that some people are looking forward to being able to like flat out purchase skins. I, I hope that the option is still there to actually earn them, um, all of them that is. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the release schedule because that's something that Overwatch fans like me have always wanted in the past, just like having solid release schedule because Overwatch 1 was pretty good at launch and then it really tailed off after that in terms of what they released on a regular basis. It kind of felt like a desert for a while. So if this is able to do what they're saying with having every nine weeks have new content being added in and every 18 weeks having a new character added in, I think that is the best thing that they could possibly do for this game. And if they could only do that through being free to play, then hopefully that is worth it. Uh, I'm really excited because new heroes in Overwatch change up the game drastically with the metas that are happening all the time. I'm someone who's sunken in a lot of time in the Overwatch, so I'm, I'm hoping that we can eventually get to a place where like the, the meta, like there's not just one way to win every time, like with all the new characters introduced into the game, that there's always something new to do in terms of like how, how to win and how to play and how to play with your friends. So I'm excited for in that respect. And the, there's actually a beta coming up for it in uh, next week, Andrew. So it's coming out for console players as well. So if you want to play it on console, to sign up for the beta to get a try, you can you can also do that. And hopefully we can both get it. And I, I know I've, I've already signed up. So, but yeah, it might be, yeah. Your, might be your first chance to get like a little sneak peek at it. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, um, I think that's everything for today, everyone. Thank you so much for dropping in. This was a lot of fun. I know there's there's a lot of stuff to talk about this week, so I know we did run quite quite long compared to some of our other episodes. But this was fun. I this is stuff that me and Andrew have really been wanting to talk about for some time. We just haven't been able to unfortunately make the time for it. But yeah, was there anything? Uh, last little things that you wanted to add in, Andrew? Yeah, just signing out. Um, thanks thanks for anyone and everyone that tunes in and listens to these. It's just, you know, Eric and I chatting about things that we love and that we enjoy um, from two different perspectives. So um, we're just glad that we could touch on some of these, um, some of these announcements, some of these events that have happened over the past couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, apologies again um, that uh, it's a little late, but you know, sometimes life happens and uh, we need to take a little bit of time off. So we're back now and, you know, we'll see everyone again next week um, with some more um, announcements. If not, you know, just things that perhaps that we're playing or, you know, um, maybe we're just new developments, uh, more news that comes out regarding games that are already um, that have already been announced. So look forward to that. And um signing out here so thanks a lot again and uh, we hope you have an awesome day yes thank you everyone we will see you next time bye bye